Yeah, hello and welcome to Dependesplaining. I'm Lindsay. I'm Veronica. And I'm Jen. And welcome to the podcast, Dependesplaining, not the movie. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, today we're going to talk about important topics and tips and tricks about PCSing overseas. That's right. We are going to cover all the things that you need to have a smooth transition to your host country, or if you're staying stateside but technically still overseas, like Alaska or Hawaii, or even Guam, because that is an American territory, or what else? I don't know. I think that's it. I know. I think that's all. I think that's all. How many states are there? I don't know. <laughs> 50 or something like that. 50 or give or take a few. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll cover um, the stuff to make your transition smoother and a little bit more of an understanding of what you have to go through. Yes? Yeah. Okay. So I think first things first, once you get your orders or your assignment, I should say, you'll get soft orders or whatever. You have to research your country or the area you will be in, which is very smart because, I mean, you're going you're gonna to have certain requirements to be able to live in that country, whether it's a visa or a passport, or maybe, you know, the active duty member won't even be able to take their dependents. So it's always good to look into that first thing. I think that's smart because then you get to know the area too yeah it builds excitement too you know you have this new life mm -hmm. this super blank unknown and you're like where am i gonna go yeah, yeah what I'm is this go. all about what's here what can i do you what language do they speak that's a big one yeah. you need to know that oh yeah and what amenities do they have that are you're involved in you know like schools for your kids and yeah. hobbies and mm -hmm. things you know do you have to commute there's all kinds of really exciting things to yeah yeah explore if you're working too and you want to continue working you can look at different options for working on base or what you need to do in order to work on the economy yeah yeah and then look at like the houses like the average size of the house whether you want to live on base or post or camp or off base and mm -hmm. like that's a good like you know because there's different utilities that you need in off-base housing versus living on base and voltage you the, can fry your vacuum and your microwave and your blender and your things yeah. you will fry you will. an appliance while you're there you will. even when you know not to fry it you will i've been will. lucky now i haven't fried a single thing over here we just keep our coffee machines just keep breaking Oh, and yeah. I don't get it. I feel like you've been through like three coffee this machines. This is our third one. Yes. Did you just get a new one? Yeah, we got one at the beginning of summer. It's it's our third one now. <laughs> they just stop working. Oh man, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it too because coffee, coffee is life. Yes, I'm super onto the UK style where they use the kettle and you just boil the water and you use the fine instant grinds, but you got to find the right grinds that's, that are legit enough, like a brew. Yeah, coffee. that's the thing. Is like I I don't mind instant coffee and stuff. Like we've done it when we're out on trips and everything but it's just i just i like my coffee and it doesn't i haven't found the right one yet i'll, I'll send you mine it's okay. incredible okay awesome so with that the f there's a lot of things that you need to do like the most important things that you need to do and that would be you have to get a medical clearance you have to get dental clearance you have to figure out if you're going to ship your vehicle or not and get your household goods prepared for all of that so Let's start with the medical clearance, which is probably the biggest one for the dependent. Your active duty member will have a shit ton of stuff to do, so the medical clearance is super important. You have to go to the doctor and they have to sign you off, make sure you are cleared to travel. 
um, if you have some sort of medication or illness, something that requires medical treatment or frequent medical visits, you have to make sure that they have the support where you're going. So that could hinder a PCS move. Um, I'll let Lindsay talk about that a little bit more. Thanks, Veronica. Um, yeah, that's a good point. So some people that are like EFMP or if you have a specialist that you have to see and the base does not offer that, it could be something as simple as like a speech pathologist mm-hmm. or whatnot in a school-age child that can change your orders. Um, when you're on a base already at an assignment, the medical and dental is pretty cut and dry, easy. You simply go to the doctor. They fill out the forms. Most of it is on the active duty sponsor's side as far as checklists and the military doctors all know what they're doing now a lot of the dependents on like a stateside base say you won't have a dental access so you will have to go off and be seen on your dental to get it checked that you don't have any um, untreated dental concerns or anything that could cause illness or need support on your overseas assignment um, they That one, they simply sign a paper that you bring in that's given to you by your medical clearance process done by the active duty member. Um, I did want to point out, you can do this stuff when you're not on a base. I had a scenario, my husband was in Korea and I had to get me and my two children medically cleared on uh, the dental and medical side. Um, we're really simple because we didn't have any uh, specialists, any concerns. I mean, my daughter's just a peanut allergy. That's the only major thing. You need to make sure we have up-to-date information on that, all our allergy reports and things in the files to transfer on to other people. Is that considered EFMP for Not at all, no, no. No. So like we don't have any of those um, limitations. Mm -hmm. So um, I I wish I could give a a broader approach to it. A different episode. But if you did, yeah, you would just see that specialist person. They would see that those pe- those resources are available, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. super easy. But we just went to a local medical person, and um, we had all this military paperwork. I mean, it was probably like 13 pages for each of us. And a civilian doctor looking at us like, oh, my gosh, this this yeah. wording. And, like, you had to, like, check boxes. Very redundant. Mm-hmm. And they looked through. And, I mean, we had... A really quick exam like you looked at their bodies you look you know look at your re- reflexes can you walk just can a you... regular physical super normal physical and then just we probably spent 45 minutes watching him fill out the paperwork <laughs> i was like thank you i'm so sorry but like so um in a military base like they're used to this and they just breeze <laughs> right through it whip through it i do want to recommend if you're going through this medical process and you have school kids or they're participating in sports when you do these medical clearance things Get a sports physical as well, like because it's just they're doing the same thing in the same visit. And then you have the paperwork that will clear your kid for sports when you come into the next place. If, you know, they want to play soccer or basketball. Then when you're trying to get um, in situated into your new assignment overseas, then you're not like trying to make appointments with the medical, trying to get in, not knowing who to see. Um, You know, like it kind of clears out that hoop where you can easily transition back into school, back into hobbies, into sports, and you just cover that with your medical clearance. Mm-hmm. I think that's really all I have. Like vaccines, you want to have all your like vaccine records, any prescription things that you might need en route, and just getting the papers signed. Once that's signed, I had to fax everything over to my husband because I was cleared through his command in Korea. And then they had to set up an appointment with me to do a phone consultation 
over the phone. So they want your paperwork. They Since they can't see you, they want to hear you, talk about it. They'll yeah. talk about your past history, any uh, conditions that you had, any problems, maybe in childbirth or surgeries or how you're healing and everything is going. It's just kind of a backup check to make sure you're all cleared to go. And then you wait for that acceptance. Yeah. (laughs) And then everything gets gets going. Any input that you guys have on medical clearing, dental clearing? I have on dental, but I do remember having to sit down with a board of doctors. Both times I did it, the first time I was by myself because Kyle was in tech school. So I was having to do all the command sponsorship on top of getting ready for an overseas move. And... um. I remember sitting in the boardroom with a bunch of doctors and they ask you just regular questions like if you're how you think your health is and just I don't know basic stuff and it's really scary. Isn't it intimidating? Yeah it's super intimidating and you're just sitting there it's like oh like I remember they asked me they're like do you uh, when we were coming here they're like oh is there any family advocacy in your in your family or something like that and i was like i don't even i don't even know what that means mm-hmm. and i turned and looked at kyle and kyle's like giggling he's like no <laughs> and i was like i don't even know what that means but no i guess not i was like we're happy and we're healthy i don't know what else to say um with the dental uh, clearance it's essentially the same thing you can either go on base or off base uh usually when you're stateside you have to stay off base because yeah. the dental clinic on base is mostly for active duty unless it's an emergency but you have to go and they put you in categories depending on how your dental health is so if you need like a routine cleaning that's fine you know you you're free to go if you need like a couple fillings done it should be fine it's going to be noted on there then you'll go like category two i think and it's like it's going to be noted on there that you need a couple fillings done but they're not dire and you should be fine for the next few months but if you need bigger work like an extraction or a root canal then that is where you can run into a problem especially if you go to a place where they don't have the resources for it or the space for a spouse is very limited because now let's say you're going for example guam Guam did not see family members, even though it's considered overseas. They did not see family members on base unless it's an emergency. So now you're having to go to Guam. And if it's an emergency, you go in, you're taking up the space that could be for an active duty member that's waiting to get a treatment done to deploy or something, right? So, or you just go off base and you're using more insurance, it's just, it's it's a crazy scenario. But basically, you just have to be in good dental health. And then you can get cleared and you're good to go. I've seen um, people get their orders turned down many times because of the spouse not having proper dental health. No, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Same thing for active duty. Brush your teeth. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, I've seen the nastiest mouths because, you know, and they know if you let, if they let their mouths go, they don't get deployed. Ew. It's nasty. They do. That's why Dave's second deployment, he had to go because a guy had problems with dental. I'm sure that would have been preventable if he would have taken care of them and followed. Would have done it ahead of time? Yeah, he would have been fine. But no, he waited until he had to get this clearance and he couldn't, obviously. Fucking brush your teeth, people. Stupid. Floss. Brush. Easy. Takes two minutes of your life. Yeah. Ugh! Um, another thing, too, then when I just remembered with the dental clearances, we did have to have, there was a section for x-rays, and it was like, I think kids five and above, 
and adults, mm-hmm. you'd have like x-rays in with the thing. But I mean, usually when you go in for a cleaning, if it's been whatever they're going to do, yeah, x-rays or if it's a new doctor uh, dental place. So, yeah. Um, some of the kids that are younger because they have small mouths and can't bite down on the things, they can be exempt from the imaging. To, to an end, I think, is exempt from dental period. Probably. Yeah. Sense. But um. Like my daughter. Remember mine. We had to have x-rays. Well, we had had them. We had a really good dentist over there in California. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was a good process. Just get your paperwork. Get your stuff in a row. Communicate with your sponsor. Yeah. That's another thing with the dental. If your kids are in ortho or you yourself, the spouse, are in uh, braces, that's another good thing is, like, look into that. Make sure that they have the support where you're going, whether it's on base or off base, because... One orthodontist does it different from the other. So I've seen it where, like, they'll remove the entire set and place a different set on there just to keep the treatment going. So just make sure you keep that in mind as well. The grinders, when they, like, pop that bracket off when you have braces and then they have to scrape the cement glue off your teeth is the worst cringe-worthy feeling. Oh, it's the best feeling when you're popping those suckers off, though. I bet as the person doing it, but mm. when you're in the chair, oh, yeah. oh, oh, no, no. <laughs> Great medical clearance. What's next, Veronica? We're How about, overseas. so we got our medical clearance, we got our dental clearance, we got cleared with the medical board. Everything's good to go. As you were doing that, you should have also been working on your passport or visa and or visa, depending on where you're going. I don't think very many countries require a visa now for active military. I could be wrong. I know here in the UK, they did up to a few years ago. And right before we moved here, they stopped using them. So we didn't need a visa to be able to live here. Um, so that's one thing you should tackle. You will get your no fee passport, right? So the no fee passport is good for five years. And that only allows you to come into the country that you will be staying in. It's not for you to be traveling and skipping around Europe. No. It is just for... (laughs) You won't get very far. (laughs) You won't get very far. Um, it is stamped specifically in the back. There's a little page on there that says it's specifically for military orders so you'll have that but also it's really smart you don't have to but it'd be really smart if you get your tourist passport if you plan on doing any traveling it's just nice to have and that's good for 10 years and that's pricey it's uh was it is 150 dollars to get it initially or something like that i know it's a something like that yeah i know it's 110 to renew well it's 110 for the kids too i think oh for the kids yeah yeah and then since i was a kid so i just keep renewing so i'm i'm different yeah Yeah, it was remember it was expensive it was i don't remember now we got ours a couple years ago so oh yeah i mean you Mm -hmm. if you want to do anything while you're overseas you just you need to get that tourist passport i think when you're under 16 they have to be renewed every five years yeah and Mm -hmm. then 16 or 14 or some sort right yeah every 10 years and then then it becomes every 10 years um it's worth it i don't i see a lot of posts and things where people will be like i don't have a tourist passport or no fee the government one is essentially meant to be used only with orders when you're coming into yes. assignment. So that's in and out. That's yeah. a two-time period in four years, maybe mm-hmm. three years, if you don't have an extended tour. why You're not going to stay put there. Why not just go in, invest? Like, you're already dealing with the embassies mm-hmm. and all the things for the passport. Like, just get your mm-hmm. tourist one in the process. Yeah. 
Yeah, you that. can't use your no fee to travel anywhere. Yeah. I know people get confused by it because they're like, well, I have this passport, and it's, but no. it's not technically a passport. Yeah. For you. It's just use. good to have your tourist one because you never mm-hmm. know if you have an emergency and you have to fly back home yeah. too. Oh, you can use your no fee to fly back home. Oh, can you? Because yes. you oh, get just kidding. orders, maybe, like, because you get orders with that. You're technically traveling yeah. on an order. Mm. It's like a, it's just like your government issued ID, basically. Oh. You can use that to fly back and forth from your host country into mm-hmm. the U.S. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you don't have a tourist passport and something happens right away and you have to go back home, you're fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. You gotta go to all the places. If you're gonna move overseas. Yes. You're gonna you have to travel. Base. Yes, you have to. You must. Wanna know what food tastes like in another country? Get your passport ready. Go yeah. to the country. Eat yeah. the food. Mm-hmm. Eat the food. Eat all the food anywhere. Great. So passport. And that's gonna take anywhere from like six to eight weeks. Or in my case, my first passport took six months. Oh no. <laughs> Six months, yeah. It took them six months to My no-fee passport, yeah. They, they couldn't get it in time. I gave them, like, two months prior to our move or something like that. Oh, like, my gosh. And then they, it, it wasn't arriving, and the guy's like, I know somebody at the embassy. I will get you in right away. So I, like, drove to San Francisco and got into the embassy, and, like, within a few hours, I had a tourist passport, good for 10 years. And I was just waiting on my no fee, but I was able to travel with that one just fine and go yeah. into. Luckily, we were going into Guam, so it wasn't a big deal. But then when we got there, I got an email from the guy, and like months later, and he's like, "Your passport finally came in." I was like, "Great, <laughs> I'm already here." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but thank you. So yeah, so it just um, I think that was just. A just fluke. a fluke, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't take that long. Yeah. But know right. that anytime, even with your no fee or tourist passport, if you're doing it at, like, the high times of summer and Busy, yeah. P- PCSing time, you it will take longer. Yeah, I just renewed mine the other day. I'm still waiting for it. And I'm like, oh, we're just a few days out from flying. Yeah. Mm. It should be here soon, though, because it's been three weeks. And my sons and my husband's took only four weeks, so. And, I mean, it's fall, so it's not, like, a huge yeah, time for right. people getting them. So I'm just, like, waiting for the email. <laughs> I think that's a good point on passports and knowing the timetable because, also, while you're over, look at your expiration dates. Yes. Don't be a dodo like me. Um, we were PCSing from, like, uh, from Japan in February and going through all the orders. Everything was done. We're like, whoa, like, what are we missing? And then, like, the end of November, I realized my kids' passports were expiring in January. Oh, shoot. And I was like, it's holidays. It's the end of November. I barely have enough time. Like, I didn't have enough time that if you went to the website, you needed more. And we went down to our TMO place, like freaking out, FMO or whatever, MPS. MPF. MPF, which used to be MPS. Military Personnel Flight. MPF. And we were like, oh my gosh. I was like, I totally messed up. I messed up. (laughs) What do I, but we were able to have an expedited um, process. Sometimes you can pay more to have it quicker. We didn't pay more and we got them crazy quick. Oh. Um, I don't know how that happened. It was off season, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe they felt bad for me. 
Um, Sometimes they'll do that. They'll expedite them if it's on certain cases. Well, they did because yeah. we were like, we got to leave and this is not going to yeah. work and blah, 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 blah. And my husband's going over here and we're going to the States. And like it was, yeah. we had madness. We were in yeah. the office a lot because yeah. there was a lot of things going on. Yeah, yeah. they'll do that. In different countries. But yeah, look at your expiration days. Don't mm-hmm. be like me. Yeah. It's stressful. And when you're your own stress. You create your own problems. Well, it's like it's, sometimes it's the last thing you think about because you're just like, well, I have this passport and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you just don't think to look at the expiration date until it's like almost too late. And you're like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> or you're a traveler like me and you just don't have enough time in between one trip to another. Right. It's like, shit, how am I supposed to get my passport? They'll expedite right it. Or they'll do like an emergency passport for you too if you're traveling yeah. within like two weeks or something. Yeah. And some countries won't let you travel if your expiration date is within six months yeah. of yes. that travel date. Mm-hmm. So be wary of that. And you're not always in the clear. So yeah. yeah, just keep an eye out on your expiration date and yeah. have at least seven months before it expires yes. to be able to renew it. Which is just crazy, but whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So passport, the bills. we got all that. So your like your soft orders, that's like your assignment when you first get it'll get the ball rolling to be able to get all that and you're still waiting on your hard orders to be able to ship your household goods and your vehicle and yes, all of that. So in the meantime, you should be preparing your house for the move. You've done your research, the area you're going to, the average size of the house. Let's say you're going to here in the UK, the houses are a lot smaller. There's no closets. I don't know how to explain to you. There's no closets. Like, no closets at all. It's a room. Anywhere. They use Nothing. wardrobes. Wardrobes. Which that take, take up, up a quarter. of your space. Yeah. You don't even... <laughs> yeah. So it, that part is gone. Yes. Some people get lucky, but it's seriously a rarity that you can fit larger than a queen size bed in your wardrobe mm-hmm. in yeah. a room. Yeah. The room is the size of like an American walk-in closet, and they consider that yeah. a bedroom. It's like, where do I put a bed in here? I can't fit a bed it's in like here. It's like wall to wall. And not even just bedrooms. There's no closets in the hallways either. No. There's no storage no. options. You might get lucky and have like a storage, like a cupboard under your sink in the bathroom. Yes. And under the stairs like Harry Potter. Sometimes, oh, yeah. yeah. I wish we had one. It's, <clears throat> we have a bathroom under our stairs. Oh, that's nice. We have a closet. Yeah, I'd rather have a closet. I need more s- storage. Also, <laughs> your washer and dryer may be in your kitchen. That was the one that oh, I was yeah. like, ooh, no. Like, um, <laughs> I, I got lucky and found a place where we have like a little side it's off of the kitchen. It was probably part of the kitchen, and they just put a wall there to make it look like another room. I mean, it worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine's, mine's in the common. kitchen, yeah. straight up in the kitchen, and um, yeah. Yeah. Just what we do. That's just, another thing. It's like you might not be able to take your washer and dryer with you. You won't be able you to take yeah, it. No. There's some places where you can, like obviously like Alaska and Hawaii, Yeah. Guam perhaps, but if you're going to like Japan or anywhere in Europe. Yeah. You probably Count don't get it out. out. You Count can it take out. it, but it's just going to sit there. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to do anything. You mm-hmm. can't even put it in your non-existent closet. Yeah. <laughs> Use it as storage. Some of them <gasps> don't have garages. Store your oh. stuff inside Store- your washer. Yes. <laughs> this is my sock drawer. <laughs> yeah. Put a little shelf in there. I mean, the dryer already has those, like, slots where you can easily put, like, a board across. Oh, my. Fucking genius. 
Somebody. But where are you going to store the, your yeah. extra washer and dryer? In the garage that you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> the garage. The garage. <coughs> Inside um, the garage. A lot of people, some people have garages. Gar- I can't even say it. You can't garage. even, you can't fit a car they in there, They don't put the cars in them. No. And that's no. the one that was funny for us is we have this garage, but it's storage and it is, tools yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah. Storage Christmas shit, winter clothes, and, and Christmas spiders, things. and spiders, spiders galore. <laughs> yep, uh, that's what mine holds a lot of all your, spiders. All of your appliances that you can't use, that's your washer and dryer for yeah. storage, it'll survive a tornado. I'm just kidding. I don't know. You can store your washer and dryer though, or like your fridge and things. Big appliances. Say you bought a new set and you're like, I'm not ready to part mm-hmm. with this. You do. Don't let us break your hopes here. Um, you do have the option to store things. So um, I like your tip of yeah. researching where you're going so that you know what you want to bring and what exactly. you want to leave behind. Mm-hmm. So that's another good thing. It's like you might have your heart set, like you have a nice piece of furniture that you know is not going to maybe survive the move or it's not going to fit where you're going if you already have a house in mind. Um, probably best to leave it behind, leave it with a family member or leave it in storage where it will be taken care of. Um, so just prepare your house for that, whether you're purging it. It's always good to purge, I think. Get rid of all the yes. shit you don't use. Clothes. You know, if you're going to somewhere where it's hot all the time, Hawaii. You, don't, you don't need your winter clothes no. and uh, vice versa. And if you do, you can always get a coat there or something when it does pop up to freakishly be cold when you didn't anticipate mm-hmm. it. But then at least you don't have half a wardrobe filled with winter yeah. wear. Yeah. For a summer climate. Exactly. Or if you want to take your stuff, because like me, I'm finding finding it's like all we're doing is living in cold weather, but we do have hot days where we go. So it's like we just keep our winter stuff and then we store it wherever we have room and then just use it as we go. So with the prepping for the move, it's like you purged your house, right? You got rid of everything you don't need. You have to decide what is going to stay behind with you when your household goods get shipped. So you will ship like your bed and your couches and all that stuff. Your pants. (laughs) Ship your pants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ship a lot of stuff um, and you leave stuff behind for the unaccompanied baggage. So the unaccompanied baggage is uh, about 5,000 pounds. No, a thousand, a thousand pounds that you're, that you're allowed. And what they do is they, that goes in a cargo, like a cargo plane and it flies across wherever and to, to your final destination. And it gets there before all your household goods, your household goods go into crates. So the movers will come pack it up, put it into crates. The crates go into a container. The container goes on a ship. The ship gets lost at sea. Yes. (laughs) For seven months. No. The ship items are ships at the bottom of shit. the sea. Yes. They have now become <laughs> treasures for pirates. Yeah. And crabs and nat- um, nat- or, um, artificial reefs. So thank you for saving the planet. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Um, but anyway, so that gets packed up. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that your movers will tell you they can't pack. They can't. They can. They can't. It changes too. Those little. Oh yes. Yeah. Some people will just. Some packers will take stuff and some won't. Some will be very strict on like, yeah, you're not allowed to take any of these liquids, and then some will be like, yeah, it's okay, it's fine. Yeah. Just just put a towel in it, and it, it you're fine. Yeah. I've had some that are like, no, you can't take any kitchen spices, regardless if they're unopened or not. And yeah. And I've had some that are like packed 
kitchen spices. Uh huh. Yeah. Cans of something. And, yeah. Um, Garbage. Then one took yeah. candles, and the other was like, "No, sorry, we don't take candles." And I was like, "Uh, you're taking those candles, my friend." Yeah. They so didn't take the candles. So awesome. here's a good tip for you: pack your clothes in containers like those storage bins. I do it. I put it in vacuum seal bags, like stuff that I want to preserve. Mostly clothes, blankets, sheets, and vacuum seal bags. Stick them in containers and tape those suckers shut. Chances are the movers aren't going to open them just to check them. So I will put shit in there like candles and maybe like spices that I can't get where I'm going mm-hmm. or canned goods. I'll do that because... I mean, if this if this packing company says yes and that other packing packing company says no, what's the difference? I'm going to take the risk and I'm going to put it in there. So that um, another good uh, tip is have your like your linens, like your bed linens in a clearly marked box saying that the bed linens freshly packed with dryer sheets in a vacuum seal bag because that is the first thing you should yes. unpack. And towels. And I do that. And towels. I use them and they're clean and they were in plastic so you're not like mm-hmm. scrambling to wash them while you unload them. Yes, because when your household goods get there, your bed's going to go up. I always tell my movers, I want my bed to go up first before you start building anything else. That is the one thing I want because I will put my sheets and my blankets and on my bed and the kids' beds and they are ready to go because at the end of the day when you're done unpacking or when you start unpacking, you're fucking exhausted and you just want to go to bed and that's the last thing you want to do is put sheets on your bed at the end of the day. So if you do that first, it's like done with. That's my one tip that I have. That's a super useful tip. Yeah. To Veronica, she knows. And then like color, I saw somebody color codes their boxes. So if you want to pack out yourself... I don't know why, but that's fine. Do it yourself. You know, that way you know where everything goes. Um, Some of the stuff will get packed like laundry room. It'll say laundry room on the box. But when you get to your other destination, you don't have a laundry room. So where are you going to put it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's It's hard, right? So that's decisions. And then the movers are standing at the doors like, where do you want this box? And you're like, "Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a laundry room anymore. I don't have an office. Six of them and they're all scurrying like fruit ninjas. Yeah. Yeah. Slashing through your stuff. Mm -hmm. Being like, where do you want this, 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 this. So one thing, sorry, I don't mean to interject your story. When you say pack up the stuff yourself, I did do that on one move and the movers unpacked our very first one. Um, The movers unpacked every single thing I had boxed up. Yeah. And rebox it because Why? some of them have different liability yeah. um, issues oh. that they're held accountable for. If something breaks. When things break, you can fill fault. out your damage waiver. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, that company has to repay the government who repays you. So I think some of them just have stricter um, enforcement within their mm-hmm. company to basically quality assurance, you know? That's yeah. So, why they I mean, put, they legit unpacked everything. That's why they put like 20 sheets of packing paper around one shot glass. Seriously, yes. yes. It's insane. Yeah. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to slide that in there. Sometimes you can get away, like you say, but then the vacuum seal bags and stuff, that's a really good tip for yeah. um, putting things in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the clothes that you know you are probably going to wear right away when you get there, but you don't want to pack in your suitcase because you don't want to have too much, too much baggage when you fly too. So, yeah, I would always just, I always just pack it up. And it's it smells great when it gets there, even though it's been on a boat for months, in the sea. That's smart. Yeah. 
That's so, a good idea. And then um, when you get to your when you get your house and you're starting to unpack your stuff, I put numbers on the doors because then as the boxes are coming in, I can say that goes in room one, that goes in room two, instead of being like, it goes in my son's room. They're like, well, which one is your fucking son's yeah. room? Here, let me stop what I'm doing so I can show you. Yeah. So I just be like, room one, room two. And I've had the movers complimenting, complimenting me on that. They're like, we've never had anybody do that. They're like, that's really smart. And I was like, thank you. I just thought of it. <laughs> so that's another one. Um, when you are packing out, I guess I should have tackled this before. When you're packing out, though, take care of your movers, like, Provide them with water and snacks and food. It's always nice. You know, those guys work really hard. Um, and they'll probably take better care of your stuff if you are nice to them and you, you know, have conversations with them and just talk about, I don't know, just be nice to them. Just be a nice human being, period. Yes. Dude, about that, I've read stories, like horror stories, where people wouldn't even let the movers use their toilet or, oh. like, wouldn't oh. get a water or things and so like you had said at the end of the day you like to have your bed packed because you're just exhausted you know when you're like unmoving mm-hmm. and it feel you just feel it in your bones and like you just busted out eight hours of heavy lifting yeah. and bending and those dudes do that every, every day. day of the week mm-hmm. i mean here we're like one move oh i spent like two days unloading like vigorously yeah. or like a day or some sort but every single day yeah you do that and we, then I heard they get sick of pizza, but I don't know, to each their own. Or like I always certain, ask them what they yeah, want. Me too. I think that's good. And some of them, they, when you're in a foreign country, they don't have a certain thing. Like maybe Subway. they don't have root beer in Germany or like Gatorade somewhere. Cheetos. And they'll like, yeah, Cheetos. They'll they like Cheetos. random America. And you can ask them like, what's your thing? Because you know, they know the people can only get it on base. Mm-hmm. And you can find like a fun drink or snack. Mm-hmm. Cheetos and Gatorades. Yeah. Gatorades. They love Gatorades. Treat them yeah. Though. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. Because they do. They work so hard. And then sometimes you'll just get ones that are kind of ungrateful. But like if you had to unpack people's shit day after day after day, yeah. unload and take it, and then you have like your own life at home and things are falling apart, some days you're going to have a bad day. Mm-hmm. Some days. That's, what, that's why it's always really nice to just be nice and be thankful for what I mean. They're packing up your, they're packing up your life. You know, to them, it's yeah. just a job, but it's your it's your life, like, and keep an eye out on stuff, just the way they're packing stuff, and maybe ask them nicely, can you, like, reinforce this, make sure it doesn't break, or this is really special, something like that. I hate it <laughs> that they put all our hardware in one box. I, that annoys me, because then at the end of, when they're packing you out on the other side, it's like, everyone's scrambling to look for the hardware box, and it's like, what does this screw go to? I was like, why can't they just leave the hardware, like, take the hardware off and then tape it to, like, let's say the bottom of the table or That's what wherever. we do. Yeah, wherever it belongs. We, it's like, we just get bags out for each thing that they start taking apart and we put all the screws and bolts and everything in a bag and tape it to the thing. Yeah. Again, I think that's a quality assurance thing because, like, I do find that frustrating. I lost some chair wheels for, like, six yes. months that were, like, tucked in a toad of, like, winter boots that we didn't use, you know? So we were like, where's the hardware? If it was in the hardware box, Mm -hmm. we would have had it. So I think sometimes, yeah, you can tape stuff to a table or a chair, but they'll put things in different boxes. And Mm -hmm. if you had to go through every box to build the thing, and they know they're responsible to build everything they unbuilt, using the hardware box just protects them from not having the communication Mm -hmm. on the other end. Or even just if they can 
uh, put stuff in the bags and put everything in separate bags into a hardware box Label together. Label them. Like, yeah, so you know which goes with which instead yeah. of just having a group of everything and you have no idea what that's goes where. That's true. That's and true. load it up in packing paper and tape the shit out of it. Yeah, and then yeah. you can't. Um, you're like sitting there with a box opener. It's like, great, can't wait to lose a finger trying to do this whole roll of tape they used on here yeah usually everything that's been in our hardware box like they've had to build the stuff for Mm -hmm. so i i've never i haven't had to deal with any like losing of the things i did we lost part of a computer chair like you ours was like one something that held the chair in place and we're like the most important piece i was Mm -hmm. like this computer chair was new so we had to get rid of it because i was like where are we gonna find this one piece you never found it we never found it (gasps) And then just recently, Kyle has an electric barbecue, a smoker, and there's no handle on it, on the, the door to no. it. There's no, and I was like, where is Who it? Where's the handle? Well, yeah, I was like, we've been here for three years. Where's the handle? So he has to open it with, like, he has to put on his fire gloves and be able to open it. And then when he let, like, it just snaps back into place when he closes it. And it's like, I'm sure we can order it somewhere, but it's like, great. Where, where was that handle? And we hadn't used the grill since we moved here. Thanks, hardware box. Mm-hmm. But that's a good that's a good plan is like you maybe like even do like us as the the family, like prepare for that and like leave bags next to the stuff that you know they're gonna take apart and label them and be like, Can you just put the hardware in this bag? Ooh, and yes. then if you're gonna stick it in the hardware box, at least I know that it's labeled and that's what it goes to. I have this one ladder shelf. Every single time it's been with us since our very first move that nobody knows how to put together except for me. <laughs> oh, geez. So it's great. It's like it's a ladder one. So it's like it gets bigger from the bottom and it becomes smaller towards the top. They, it's like, why are you building it like that? It's like with the biggest shelves in the middle. And so it's like, no. Oh, yeah. But I like that tip. Ziploc bags and maybe like a Sharpie marker because, you know, mm-hmm. you're like clearing everything. You're cleaning at the same time. There's a lot going on. Think about how you can set your movers up. To make your move flawless. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't lie on the Sharpie marker. You know you're going to use a label maker. Um, yeah. I do, but you buy know that label what? maker. I, oh my gosh, me and the label maker have a special relationship. I know. Yeah. Um, but sometimes on the totes it peels up, so I have to like apply like a packing paper over it or yeah. a mm-hmm. packing tape or some sort, or some of them will slip off, and then I'm like, oh, we were best friends, and now now you're you letting betrayed me betrayed me. How dare you! The viscosity like of your an old glue. Sports bra just doesn't support you any longer. <laughs> no, the old sports bras you use them for sleeping. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, keep them girls in place. So just purge, organize, stay as organized as possible. You will get a cold sore. <laughs> you will get a cold sore from the stress. Um, I love it. It doesn't stress the me cold sore. Favorite thing? No, oh. the packing out because I love the purging process and like cone marie and like organizing and i always set a unrealistic goal no i'll be like i'm gonna get all my crap in four crates or two crates or whatever and i'll have a and every time nine crates i get it i slay (laughs) and then people will be like we have 12 crates of stuff going and i'm like dang yeah i came with two and a giant set board box like they made this special coffin thing for our surf and set boards (laughs) like oh but i'll make a goal and I like to try to get it in there. And it's like Tetris, you know, like some people like organizing the trunk of the yeah. car when you go on vacation. And mm-hmm, that's my I favorite part. 
I dig the purge. Dave used to do that all the time, though. Organize a trunk. Whenever mm-hmm. you just see all the things going in the weightlifting. Do you have any special tips or memories of movers, Jen A? No, I don't. Does it stress you out? No, I don't have to deal with it. Did so. you get a cold sore, too? No. Yeah. I was fine. It was easy. I didn't have to deal with it. Dave dealt with it. Oh. I had to uh, get us checked into the hotel, so. I did all of it. <laughs> Every time. That's me, yeah. Todd's Every always, time. like, TDY or gone or at a training or something. Just so happens to be <laughs> gone that day. Yeah. Um, bad. I know, so right? leave behind some stuff for your unaccompanied uh, baggage so that's the one like I said it goes on the airplane and you get it up to a thousand pounds so I usually always leave like pots and pans something to cook with while we're you know in the house empty because you'll probably you'll probably be there for you know at least a week unless you're like me that likes to get all this stuff out as fast as you can so you know it's at your next destination so like a month or we were without our stuff for a month every time so like crock pots pots and pans a couple dishes usually stuff that you're getting rid of the other day we got we had a bunch of stuff that we like cleaned out the kitchen right we like purged and i told kyle i'm gonna have a specific box for our pcs this is stuff that we don't need right now we don't want it anymore but this is stuff we could use when our house is empty and then it's gonna go to donation so we have a specific box in the garage right now that is just for that so it's got like plastic plates and like dishes mismatched cups or whatever blankets pillows your air mattress, that kind of stuff. I love the box idea because we do. We save stuff, too, that we would donate, you know, as you yeah. new stuff or you clear out the blankets and the cookware. That is genius. Yeah. And then maybe even prep a few meals. We did that. I think we prepped, like, it was, like, 18 meals that I had in my freezer just ready to go, stuff that I know I didn't have to. I didn't need, like, a cutting board for or anything to prepare food. It was all ready to go in the oven, in the crock pot. It's always the knife. Oh, my gosh. You just brought me to a memory of apples. Like, we're always, like, in yes. the, you're either, like, in the TLF or you're the place and they have all your stuff and you're, like, trying to cut an apple with, like, a plastic knife yeah. or some sort or no. just a really old dull one and you're, like, this isn't working and you have this, like, botched apple piece. We have one. hungry kid staring at you. Yeah, we have one specific ceramic knife specifically for PCSing. That's so great. <laughs> Thanks, apples, for yeah. the reminder. Yeah, because you can't cut them with those plastic knives that have, like, that ledge on the top. They're not smooth all the way. Yeah. And it's like you can only cut so far, and then it just shreds the apple. Yeah, it's, like, serrated <laughs> and then Yeah, and then, yeah. Oh, um, taking care of your current utilities, too. So you have everything done. Your household goods are ready to go or on their way. Everything's ready. Um, look into your utilities. Some of the, you know, turn off your, your water, your electricity of your current place if you're not living on base. But also, if you're living on base, give them a notice that you are moving. You need, I think, at least a 30-day notice. Um, shutting off your cell phone, at least a 30-day notice. If not, just come in with your orders. Um, and they could either put a, um, like a stop to it or just turn it off completely, end your service. Jen, you did that with your phone? Yeah, we put it on a hold. We had Verizon. And uh, they give you up to three years. But if you are longer overseas, then you just give them a call once that three years comes up and you tell them, hey, I need three more years. Oh. And then when you get back, you can just turn it back on whenever whenever you're back. Okay. That's exactly what we do. And, like, usually within the time we'll go to the States, so we'll reactivate the phone just for that one month. And oh, because you reactivated, you can 
put it back on the suspension again and then you're good that three year period. Yeah, you well. don't have to reactivate it to do a suspension that's again. Really cool. At least for Verizon. They I, told yeah, me that's what I am. I still have. Hmm. Yeah, they told me they said it's fine if you're still overseas, you can just call and we'll we'll uh redo really this and there are no payments at all. And this no. I think that you have to have like your devices paid for and whatnot or you would have yes. a payment. You have you to were, have payoff. If yeah. you had like a payment for your phone, like you're well, gonna no. continue that but there's no You don't have to continue services. to pay for it. Uh, you ha- if you want to use that phone overseas, you have to have it paid off mm-hmm. for them to unlock it. But if you don't want to use it and you're just going to get a new phone when- wherever you are, you can just stop everything and then wow. payments will come back once they mm-hmm. are. Once you reactivate Once you reactivate it. it. Yep. I think yeah. that's what Kyle did. He ended up getting like a brand new iPhone 6, you know, a year ago. Brand new, yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel like. It's like they- there's like two series that come out here. The-, the iPhone 11 is out now. Oh, yeah. I have a 6. I barely know how to use my six. I had a four moving here Me when too. it was like the eight was already out. I was like, mm-hmm. I had a four and I was like, I know how to use this. It's yeah. fine. And they're like, Meh, this is ancient. So big, the, problem, yeah. the problem is they, they'll start shutting off updates for phones like that. They re- literally will Bullshit. put them into retirement so you can't use them. Why? It's so my pushy. phone. I paid mm-hmm. for it. I know. Come on, Apple. They mm-hmm. want you to pay a thousand dollars now for your phone. I yeah, iPhone ten is like a thousand dollars. I can only imagine what the iPhone eleven costs. It's madness. Like your cell phone costs more than me buying a car. In, yeah, in the UK. Yeah, get out of here. Put that in your cup and drink it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stupid. You don't need the latest phone. Stop being in debt to a phone every fucking year. It's it is just ridiculous. Phone. What do you do on your phone? Facebook? Yeah. Pictures. Snapchat? The photos. I My phone is basically just a glorified camera yeah. that yeah. connects with other people. Yeah. Yes, FaceTime. I, I photos, like the updated camera text. and how nice it is and everything too, but fuck it. You don't have to keep paying into a phone every fucking two years. Yeah. They're like, oh, trade in your phone for the oh, new weird. 11 and all you have to pay is this it, much money and your first your child. Face. Yeah, it recognizes your face. And mm. it's like, well, it recognized my face when I first bought it because I had a full face of makeup and now I just got a bit and look <laughs> oh, fucking <laughs> haggard. Can you imagine if yeah. it recognize you with no yeah. makeup on? Oh, your face isn't contoured enough to recognize your yeah. cheekbones. That's not what you look like. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, what happened? Mm-hmm. Phone That's explodes in your hand trying to recognize your stupid. face. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, malfunction. Goes your phone. Yeah. That's anyway. why I don't wear makeup so everybody recognizes me everywhere. And then if I want to hide in plain sight, put on a little mascara. <laughs> and then nobody knows who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I always have my eyebrows because I need to express myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the utilities, phone, uh, kids' activities, too. So if you have, like, your kids enrolled in a certain activity, that might need, a, that might need some notice as yeah, well. Or yeah. else you'll get fined. Like, some people will fine you. Some companies will fine you for not giving them enough um, notice that you're leaving your yeah, job, for, for example. Yeah, the tuitions and whatnot, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. You can't just stop paying stuff. You literally need to tell people why you're not paying. Yeah. I just don't <laughs> want to. Yeah. That I doesn't ran work. Money. Yeah. It doesn't not work. like, hey, I suddenly got noticed that we're moving overseas mm-hmm. and I'll be gone on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. Yeah. You've been planning this. For months. at least a few months. Mm-hmm. 
as soon as you know. Yeah. Figure out how many, call your utilities and let them know, like, this is when I'm supposed to be leaving. When do I need to shut that off? And they'll usually tell you, like, if you call by this date or send in this by this date, you'll be fine. Yeah. So. <gasps> Don't forget your furry family members. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing we do when we get the orders and is we go to the vet. And be Before like, your kids. Yeah, before all the things, <laughs> because some of them have different requirements or like quarantines or something. Exactly. Sometimes you need six months or three months or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we go in and we get the vet checklist and yeah. we follow the things while we're doing the other things. Yeah. Yeah. Or certain breeds of, of animals that might Are not. Restricted. Yeah. Restricted to flying times due to weather. Also, um, calling the lodging of the place you're going and trying to reserve a pet spot. Some people won't unless you have hard official orders. Yeah, they probably won't. Some people you can make a tentative reservation. Um, mm-hmm. Those pet spots are limited. They fill up fast. We all, a lot of us have pets. You yeah. Know? You have to find out, you know, two days before you're traveling there, you have to find a boarding place to take your dog and panicking. Yeah. Oh, barf. Yeah. 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 Because we weren't even, they didn't even have TLF open for us when, you know, when he had his heart orders finally. They didn't even have TLF an option. There wasn't, there was no room. And then, uh. Yeah, and some I places find... don't have pet rooms too. Yeah, they did, but everything was filled up filled completely. Mm-hmm. And so, call, yeah, yeah, I had to find, I had to research, which thank you, Google, I had to research a pet boarding place that was near the area. And I found one which has been awesome since. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is, you have to do that okay. and get in contact with them whenever you can. The airlines, too. I mean, they have limited spaces for your pets. So yeah. Usually that's when you have hard orders because you're making your own flights as well. But Oh, we um, didn't make our own flight. You, uh, We always have done our own. And then oh. um, we had to call, and they have, like, a pet safe uh, department yeah. that you reserve. And um, the T, the TMO will do, like, your flights, like, the financial yeah. side. Oh, TMO built always, our flights for us. We always went in there. We were doing it with them. We had the, and then we had to get information mm-hmm. to add our pets. And then we called and added our pets separately. That was what we had to do. Yeah, we had, he went, they did, they booked our flights for us. And then um, I had to call a couple different uh, companies. Um, uh, I have British Airways and I called United to see you know, what their policy was for their pets. And because we had to ship her out the day before we left, we needed somebody that would, we didn't, where we can't be on the airplane as the same as them. And United did that for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we used United. Yeah. yeah. They were good. And to that, yeah, like look at the airline specifications for your animal. There are uh, really specific criteria for the kennel sizing. They have to have Mm -hmm. a certain amount of room. They have to be able to turn around. They have to have... Uh, certain locking bolts and zip tied crates and all the information is presented for you on their websites or their customer service numbers. Yeah. So United has a pet safe program, but, and, um, they'll do, uh, they'll help you through everything. If you're, if you meet certain requirements, which is on their website too, um, which where you won't have to pay that extra customs fee. No, I, I had to call PBS and Public broadcasting them. system? No, oh. they're called something else. I had to pay PBS customs fees. I had like to as well. Like you have to pay the customs fee in order Sesame to Street. get them through PBS Pet Treble. I don't remember what they're called. It was PBS, um, yeah. but they will. They're the ones that get your um, pet through customs, and they said like you wouldn't with the United Pet Safe program. You don't have to pay those extra fees, and you still have to pay for your pet to go through customs. 
don't forget that. That's your responsibility. Yeah. Um, but there's requirements for that program. So Lindsay had to leave us unexpectedly. There was an emergency. There's um, a couple cats that needed to be rescued from a tree. And she is a volunteer firefighter currently. And she loves animals. So we're going to let her do her thing. <laughs> Great job, Lindsay. I'm so proud. <laughs> Save the cats. Save the cats. One meow at a time. Oh, there you go again. <laughs> <laughs> One meow at a time. Uh, so yeah. getting back to uh, PCSing with your pets. Yes. Uh, just do your research beforehand. Get in contact with your base vet as long as you have one. Mm-hmm. They'll know exactly what you need to do, especially where you're going. You let them know where you're going. They'll let you know if they need to be quarantined. The paperwork that needs to be done, the health certificate, the, your rabies shot, you your pet will need to have the international microchip done, which they have to get the microchip, and then they have to get a rabies shot after that. There's time. Uh, it's, like, kind of on a time crunch, so a lot of this stuff doesn't have to be done until, like, really close to when you're moving, which can be stressful, but it will get done. Uh, the health certificate will be filled out, and it's good for 10 days, and it needs to be valid in that 10 days when you get in when your pet gets to that country because otherwise you're in trouble oh they won't release okay. your pet yeah it's really bad um there's a pet shipping service that you can do you can use there's uh we used one when we were when we came over here just because i had no idea what i was doing and i wanted to make sure all of our paperwork was done properly and we'd have no issues and also she came by herself and I needed someone to pick her up oh, from the airport. Yeah. Poor puppy. Yeah, so there's that option too. It's pricey, but worth it. And just for that peace of mind, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry. Uh, there's lots of resources, though. You can do it on your own. There really is no no issues. Yeah, there's a couple of Facebook groups as well, right? Yes. That can help you out with yeah. if you have any questions. That's the biggest thing. Just look up Facebook groups where you're going and ask about pet groups because mm-hmm. they will be their most help. If people have gone through it, they know what they're doing, and so it, it's 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 really easy. And I feel like if you're going to a place and you have a certain breed of dog, even if they do allow that certain breed of dog in that area, let's say like a like a English bulldog, right? Very gentle dogs. They're fine anywhere they go. I don't think there's any restrictions as far as like if you want to go to like Hawaii with one or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you can't, there's restrictions on the flight because yes. they're a short nose breed. So yeah, snub nose. Snub nose. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. So they have restrictions. They actually, at least on the United website, said those ones require larger crates to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, they'll tell you the specifics on how many inches. I think it was like three to six inches you needed to have from the tip of their ear to this, to the top of the crate. Okay. Same with like their tail, or wasn't, their tail didn't get included. It was the very back, their butt. Their butt. Their butts. Yeah. From their butt to the end of the crate and from the tip of their nose to the front of the crate type of thing. Yeah, because they got to um, be able to turn around and stuff Yes, in they there. have to be able to stand up, turn around, and lie down comfortably. Aww. And um, But, yeah, the snub-nosed dogs have to have a bigger crate than that. Mine, I thought it was just like they couldn't fly on the airline because of the can't. pressure. Because it's not – it's in, I mean, it's pressurized, the flight, but they yeah. can't control. I think they're okay in cargo. It's, it just depends on the time of year. Mm, if yeah. it's too hot, they won't do it. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of restrictions on that. So if you have a snub-nosed dog at all and you're running to uh, move them overseas, call 
Google, look it up, yeah. uh, make sure that you can do it because, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big deal. The, your best info you can get is from the airline itself. Yeah, call well, them right away and uh-huh. let them know. And then the base vet where you're going. Yes. Not where you're at, but where you're going. Get the information from them, maybe. And is it only dogs and cats that you can ship? What if I have a python? I don't. It's uh, all, well, at least when I looked up, it's all warm-blooded animals. How about a mouse? I think you can ship a mouse. You can ship a mouse? I don't know. For your python's food? Well, yeah. For the python that I will now have to sneak into my household mm-hmm. goods mm-hmm. <laughs> and vacuum seal it. Ma'am, why does this uh, crate have holes in it? So the snake can breathe. Duh, yeah. stupid. Like, I'd be like, I don't know. can't ship that. Why Sorry. does it have holes? You tell me. You're yeah. the one that brought the crate in. You brought me the broken crate with the holes in it. <laughs> True story. That happened to me. Broken crates, yeah. Don't broken let crates. that happen. Don't let that happen. Yeah, when they're packing out your stuff, you better be out there watching them pack out your stuff. You will see every single box move in there. You need to see them shut that crate with, you know, the nails and the hammers and all the stuff they use. And they put a sticker over it. So it's like one of those seals that you can't break. You have to sign it. You make sure you are watching that. Um, We had one incident on our way over here where they were trying to close up the crate. First of all, I went out there and they had packed up two crates already. So I'm my husband was on shift that night. And I was like, I can handle it. I'm fine. So I was out there with, I was in the house with my son on his birthday. And they were packing up all our stuff. And they tried to close up one of the crates with a broken piece of wood. Yeah, like a quarter quarter of the crate was, or a quarter of that door was missing. That's just pure laziness now. Yeah, and I said, "Um, is that, I was like, is that going to be a problem when it's being shipped? Because I was like, to me, when they close it, like, that's it. You cannot open it, right, until it gets to the next destination. And they're like, oh, no, it's okay. We're going to replace it when we get to the warehouse. I was like, you're telling me that you're going to take my stuff into a warehouse. You're going to open it to put another door? They're like, yeah. I was like, no, that's not going to fly. Sorry. And they were getting really mad at me, and I was getting really mad at them because I was like, this isn't my first rodeo. Like, I know how this goes. These are not supposed to leave my site until they've been properly shut with the stickers and nobody could find these stickers and all of a sudden they magically appear. Mm. So they, um, they, I think they ended up having to get another crate or something. But I was really pissed and I called my husband right away and I told him what happened. My husband got on the phone with somebody, left a message, sent off emails mm-hmm. telling them what's going on. The next day, like the next morning, the uh, manager of the packing company comes out and he apologizes for the behavior of his movers and he takes us back to the warehouse or takes Kyle and they open up every single crate and they had to repack almost every crate because they had just shove shit in there. They told us it was going to be two days of packing and one day of loading right? Which yeah. is normal for a family of four, I think. Yeah, that's what they usually estimate. Mm-hmm. They usually estimate that out. It was three days of packing. Oh. And two, it was like one day of loading. And then, oh, that was your stomach, Jen. That was my stomach. It was like... I'm not hungry. <laughs> yeah, so... Don't let them take advantage of you. No, don't let them pull a fast one. Watch them pack up your crates. 
Don't let them talk about and make you feel bad about Mm -hmm. wanting to make sure your stuff is safe. Don't. Nope. Don't let them walk over you with that. Nope. That is your shit. Yep. They're getting paid to do this. Take pictures. Sometimes they are not the nicest nicest people. Take pictures of your electronics, especially like the, um, the serial numbers on stuff. Take pictures of that. Take inventory of your... Of stuff like that. Don't let them pack up, like, your jewelry and stuff. The, your jewelry, important paperwork should always stay with you. Yeah. So, like, birth certificates, marriage certificates, death certificates, mm-hmm. um, your passports. Don't fucking forget your passports. Don't forget those. That has to stay on your person the entire time. Yes. I even keep baby pictures of my husband and I that we have available to us. I keep those on me, too. And I mean, my my kids' pictures are all digital now, so they're up in the cloud. Who knows what the fuck that is? So some cloud up there, stuff like that. I keep that on my person. Um, Jewelry, just special keepsakes. Um, I just pack them up. But I even make inventory of all our DVDs. I write down every single name of all our DVDs, and we go through that list. And I tape it on like the crate or not the crate, the like container it's in or whatever. Mm -hmm. So keep inventory of that. If you have the box to your TV, keep that because it's really nice to have like the styrofoam that's in there already. It keeps it safe. I mean, those things get shipped like that to the store. So why not just keep it for yourself to keep it shipped? Some of uh, some of ours has have been damaged like where we used to live. There's mice in the garage. So they got chewed up. But for the most part, the other boxes are fine. And yeah, we're also gonna have to make one for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're for, for not always as good, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that keep paperwork, everything, all the paperwork. Make copies of your paperwork, your orders. You're gonna need orders for everything. Yeah. So I would just keep a bunch of copies on hand. Keep everything super organized. Like I can't stress that enough because when you get to like the airport, it's like you're gonna have to pull out paperwork after paperwork, your passports and. All this stuff, and it's really nice to just stay organized with all that stuff. Um, I had everything in, like, binders and in, I think, in, like, my purse or my carry-on or whatever, just ready to pull out. Everything was in order. It's stressful. Mm-hmm. It will be stressful. I don't care how many Pinterest things you read that says stress-free PCS. No. It's not true. It's mythical. Stress is for real. And you will get a cold sore. Something will happen. <laughs> it will. It will. Yeah. I'm not saying everything's going to be bad. No. It's just going to be, it's just a lot. It's, it's uh, a lot to do. It's a lot to do um, to make it a smooth transition as you go. And when you get there, it's going to be chaotic too. So yeah. Yeah. Just to take something off of that, like mm-hmm. off of the stress. Well, the last thing that we did, at least, too, was to sh- get our car shipped over. Yes, almost forgot well. about that. <laughs> the very last thing. Uh, I know some people will do it early, earlier so that their car is there mm-hmm. uh, within reasonable time that they're But we didn't really wait too much longer from when we shipped our car. It came in uh, the beginning of July, and we had shipped it at the end of May. Oh. So it really wasn't too bad for uh-huh. us. You can take one car with you, your POV, your privately, privately owned vehicle. vehicle. I said personally. Privately. Same thing, right? It's your yeah. personal. Um, to do that, you're going to need your proof of entitlement, which is your official orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, your uh, identity, obviously. 
and um, proof of ownership. So you'll either, you'll need your vehicle registration no matter what Mm -hmm. from wherever you are. And then either a lien holder authorization letter. It has to be from your... uh, Your bank that's giving you the loan. From the bank that's giving you the loan for the car. You have to call them ahead of time. You need to get that letter Mm -hmm. and have that with you. Or your title if your car is paid off. Mm -hmm. Always have the registration though too. You need it. This has to be in the service member's name too. So if it is your, the dependent's car... You need to either, I don't know, get it in their name or you have to have a special power of attorney to do it. And it's very specific. Yeah. Because everything is under the active duty members' orders. Orders and everything, no matter what. So as long as the spouse is on the official orders, if the car is in the spouse's name, you have to have the power of attorney. And they do only ship one vehicle per Active duty member. Yes. So if you're mill to mill, that's awesome. You can get your two vehicles yeah. over. But if it's like a family car and your active duty spouse's vehicle, like he uses for work, mm-hmm. it's like you have to pick one. You have to pick, pick one. one. Quick, now. Pick right the now. minivan. <laughs> pick the minivan. Why do you have a minivan? <laughs> because, Jen. No, no minivans. I want a minivan to travel in. And then once we're done traveling, I'm, I'm, I need my mom SUV. Mm-hmm. Need it. Yeah. The mom SUV is way better than the mom wagon. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Fuck, nothing beats sliding doors. Fuck your sliding doors. No. <laughs> fuck your closing doors. God damn it. <laughs> uh, so there's a shipping instruction form that needs to be completed when you take your car in. It's called the IAL, shipping instruction form. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I found a lot of this information on military.com. They have a whole section on it, which they have the form on there as well mm-hmm. that you can do and print out. When you take your car down to the VPC, the Vehicle Processing Center, they military.com also has a whole list of VPCs that you can go to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need to change it, you have to get in contact with somebody through the military uh-huh. in order to change where you're going to take your car. Okay. It has to be a specific place. So there's not a lot stateside, but there's no. a lot overseas. Yes. There's a shit ton overseas. A lot of time overseas, they accommodate you and they come right on base. Like here oh, in the UK. Nice. Yeah, that's how I was in Belgium. I'm not sure if it's still like that, but when we were stationed in Belgium, you would see the truck drive past and be like, oh shit, here comes another, like when we were waiting yeah. for a car, here comes a, a shipment of vehicles. And uh, they would stop on base. And oh, they, that's the nice. VPC was on base. Here it's just down the road from yeah, base. So. It's not bad. Yeah, here it's it's close. I mean, it has to get into the port and mm-hmm. they, they got to bring it all the way up, but. It's not, it's not bad, but the, you need to drop your car off at the VPC. You have to have all your paperwork, all identity, everything yeah. with you. Your car needs to be at a quarter of a tank or less uh, yes. gas-wise. Yeah. And it has to be fully cleaned. Squeaky clean. Inside and out. You cannot have anything loose inside your car. The nope. very exceptions, I think, are like... Your the, floor mats. Yeah, the floor mats and... Um, you can have um, jumper cables. Yeah. And there's, like, something else, too, but... But they even then, they'll take them out, put them in a box, and put them in the trunk. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You can't have anything. You can't leave car seats. You can't leave phone chargers. You can't yeah. leave... You can't nothing. leave a piece of paper underneath the, sh- the seat. They will no. find it. You can't leave anything in there. So just be 
be prepared for that yeah so and you have to like you said get it really clean mm-hmm. and you usually vpc centers or the v at the v like near a vpc they have like a car washing station usually that's how it is and they'll have like a pcs special because they know you know military comes through all the time yeah so they'll wash it from the outside they'll clean the inside really good and the undercarriage of your vehicle yes you have to have every bit mm-hmm. off of your car before it can be shipped Another thing, too, before you ship your car, and I'm sure it's probably from overseas to stateside as well, you have to have all the recalls on your car up to date. Oh, shit. You yeah. have to get them all cleared because mm-hmm. otherwise they aren't your car is not yeah. suitable to be going back. Oh. Um, Lindsay had found uh, PCSMyPOV.com has a checklist on everything mm-hmm. that you need to do as well. Uh, very helpful information. Absolutely. I found it very helpful too to call the VPC center itself mm-hmm. when whichever yes. one you're going to. I called the one in Seattle. They sent me over a checklist. Yep, everything I needed. Yeah, they'll they will be very accommodating and helpful for whatever you need because obviously they know you mm-hmm. don't do this every day, so it's yeah all new. But they want to make sure you're fully prepared. Yeah, um, and even to store it too, it's you have pretty much the same requirements. Same requirements. Yeah. It has to be cleaned out. It has to be. You have to have all your paperwork, all your mm-hmm. documentation and everything, too. Um, yeah, that is another thing. It's like if you can't take your vehicle with you, like if you're going to, like, Japan or Korea, you can't take your vehicle with you. Mm-hmm. Or if you're choosing not to take your vehicle with you, let's say you're coming to the U.K. where, you know, the it's a left or a right-hand drive and you're on the other side of the road. I mean, you still can, but you don't if you don't have to or you don't want to, you can take it to a storage facility and these storage facilities are great they're temperature controlled for the military mm-hmm. temperature controlled and they will start your vehicle uh every now and then so it stays yep. running uh, yep. properly yeah they're very good at that yeah they'll keep it safe they're good at keeping keeping up on it yeah. and you do have to have your when you have it in storage you have to have ins- full coverage insurance on it still no matter what if you have if you're still paying on it right I th- yeah, I think if so. You're if you're still paying on it. paying on it because yeah, that's a requirement from your lien yeah. holder. Yes. To do that. And you can't stop payment on a vehicle. No, There's you cannot. no way. There's no holds, not no. like a cell phone. There's no holds. You have to keep paying you your car off it. no matter what. You you have to make payments. That is a big deal. Yes. Like Lindsay, in her case, I know they purchased their vehicle before they got their orders to Japan and they had a brand new car that they had to put in storage so they were making payments on a brand new car that they couldn't even drive but the upside to that was they got to come back from japan to a brand new car Mm -hmm. that had great value because there was like no miles on it so there's that and it was i'm sure probably almost paid off yeah Yeah. (laughs) paid off like you can't get better than that so she's great so she probably could have turned around and sold it and made profit from it because it was just sitting there in good condition yeah so there's that yeah so there's upsides to that all the time yeah um before you ship your car make sure you have insurance switched over to wherever you're going Mm -hmm. as well we we moved to the uk they told us right away that we had to have insurance started yeah the the date that we were leaving yes yeah same yeah we waited for our vehicle for a while i the first time we shipped our vehicle i did all the cleaning i cleaned that car myself oh yeah by myself and they they allowed that Yes, it was great. It was funny because the the VPC was on the Navy base, so I had to drive from Anderson Air Force Base Mm -hmm. all the way across to the Navy base. 
and I was driving down a dirt road, and it, I'm, it was like a sandy road, I should say, and it had just rained because it's Guam and it rains every day. Yeah. So I was like, great, my car is getting dirty. They didn't say anything. Yeah. And there was there was sand still embedded on the inside of the carpeting that I just could not get out. They still took it. I mean, That's it good. was fine, but I, I cleaned that myself. Yeah. And it was fine. I've heard, uh, you know, people having to, you know, take their car and they have a an appointment set to make to have their car cleaned. Yeah. By one of the uh, hand car washes out here and the full PCS clean and then it rains. Yeah. Or it did or it had just rained before they cleaned their car and so it's all muddy on the road and it's like great. Yeah. They're not gonna take my car because even though it's fully cleaned out, I'm drow driving in the mud. Yeah. And they still took it. Well, like I've heard horror stories here too from a certain company company here yeah. that have they're all buddy buddy with the vpc yes and like if they're like oh where'd you get your car cleaned oh i got it cleaned at this other one oh you didn't get cleaned at you know company a and they're like no well you don't pass Hmm. yeah because they're like in cahoots with company a of course they are yeah which is more expensive but anyways that's not the case everywhere (laughs) that's just here um when we shipped the truck we cleaned it out as much as we could from the inside. And we were taking a trip from Montana to Seattle. So, I mean, and we were going to take a road trip. We knew this. We had a, a little bit of luggage with us. And we had my mother-in-law with us in the car. So, we had some stuff. We cleaned it out as best as we could. And then Kyle was like, okay, I'm going to go have it cleaned out even better. There was a car wash right outside the VPC. They cleaned it for him inside and out. And off she went. Yep. It was really sad. I know. It's really sad to see your all of your stuff go. It's like I said, they pack up your life. It's weird. Stick it in crates. You really are like you're not homeless, but you're you just feel homeless because you have nothing. You are homeless. What you have in your <laughs> in bag. transition. Like, well, you're in transition. Yeah, you don't have a home home, but at least yeah. you have somewhere to stay. It's just yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy what we what we go through and the fact that we're like yeah, we want to do it again. Heck yeah. And it's like so stressful and yeah, but we're like yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm so ready to do it again. I tell you this all the time. Like, I'm already dreading a pack out. And it's like we're still over a year from our pack out. I know. And I'm like, I'm dread- I dreaded it from the moment we arrived. I was like, I hate packing out. It's stressful. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way. And I was like fucking organized. Like, organized like I've never been before in my life. It was stressful. Yeah. And I had two little ones. My daughter was like f- 15 months old. Yes. And my son was had just turned four that makes it harder right yeah he had just turned four years old so uh it was christmas and we had my son's birthday right after and then pack out and then i had my mother-in-law visiting so we were sleeping on air mattresses all of us we were Mm -hmm. all sleeping on air mattresses living on camping chairs we had a tv we left behind that we're just going to get rid of um and i think i had told you this as well as like uh my nursing recliner that I used to nurse my daughter, which was a dumpster dive, by the way. <laughs> I just had a cover on it. <laughs> and uh, we used that, and we would all fight over the one chair that was left in the house. And then we had a box we used as a dining table. <laughs> and one of my husband's coworkers came in, he saw us eating dinner off of the box. And he's like, oh, I'll be back tomorrow with the table. And we're like, no, it's fine, we're fine. And he brought us a table that we could use. He's like, it's just sitting in our garage. That's nice. So, um... Definitely when you have friends that are offering stuff up for you, oh my gosh, take it. Because anything creates comfort. 
also you if you see a friend that's PCSing and they're in their house empty invite them over yes invite them over or if they're in TLF already and they make don't have a, a couch make them, them a meal have them hang out with you let them come over and use your stove to yeah. make a meal maybe yes. they want a special meal and they'll make one for you too we just had our friend Melissa who came over she's her and her husband are vegan and they made vegan pancakes and I'm like hell yeah we eat them with some eggs but pancakes yeah they made pancakes yes yeah so yeah it's always nice it's helpful because you know you're in you're stressed out and you know and you know how everyone else feels so yeah help them out Mm -hmm. and return the favor um one more thing i wanted to talk about is when you get to your next duty station is enroll in tricare overseas it's different than what you have stateside so make sure you take care of that don't let it be a surprise when you get to your next space and you want to get your uh, medication refilled or you want to be seen by a doctor and then you can be like what the fuck nobody told me this Mm -hmm. yes make sure that's one of the first things you do as well and if you can't use the dental clinic on base you if you have to go off base for whatever reason make sure you have dental insurance as well so i think it's like 11 dollars for uh a month for dental insurance if you're not able to be seen on the facility itself. Yeah. But if you can be seen, then Do you it. don't need insurance. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, here in the UK, we don't need it. We don't need the insurance. I think we still have it. Yeah, we do, too. Yeah, we still have it, but we um, we can be seen on base. But yeah. when we were in Belgium, it was depending on availability, so we just kept the insurance as well. Yeah. It's always good to have because, yeah, it's the availability. You only mm-hmm. have one dental place on base and it gets filled up. They don't they don't make appointments yeah. more than just a month ahead. Mm-hmm. So even if you're calling at the end of, like, September, October, November, you're calling at the end of the month. Yeah. They will not open appointments for that following month. Yeah. It's annoying. And don't forget some of these dentists also PCS. Yes. So a lot of it's times. It's stressful. Yeah. A lot of times them. like their pediatric dentist might not have any more openings yeah. and they're they're going to be gone. And then it takes a while for yeah. the dentist replacing them to, you know, get in there and start working. So yeah. just uh, be nice. Yeah. Be nice to the receptionist. I saw it so many times like they would people would call and yell at this poor receptionist like it was her fault that the dentist couldn't get them in like that there was no openings Mm -hmm. and they're like those people have to train too they have to go through training so there's days where they're down you know yeah stop being fucking don't get mad at them you can your frustration is understandable especially if you have one uh, lady that you're talking to is very incompetent (laughs) trying to make an appointment and they're like oh yeah here we have this and then they start doing something that goes oh well that appointment just got taken and i'm like how the fuck did that appointment just get taken yeah i'm on the phone with you just snatched up right away (laughs) it's frustrating but don't yell at them okay because yeah they're having a hard time too yeah be nice just be nice uh well those are all the the tips we had for you guys i don't know if there's anything else that we missed Please reach out to us and let us know or ask questions. We have done this plenty of times. Veronica's done it a lot. Three times. Yes. <laughs> PCSing overseas is just a lot. There's just a lot yeah. more to it in that. So yeah. bear with us. I know our uh, our time here has been kind of long, but yeah. it's all good information you mm-hmm. need. I think so. And over- being overseas, getting stationed overseas is so exciting. It is. Because it's like, oh my gosh, I get to live in fucking Germany. Yes, schnitzel. 
Yeah. Yes, yes, bratwurst. <laughs> yes, bratwurst mm-hmm. and beer and fucking giant pretzels. Lederhosen. Lederhosen. Yeah. Yes. Oh, delicious. And just uh, the scenery is beautiful in Germany. Mm-hmm. Belgium, waffles, chocolate, beer. The people are so nice. Italy. Pizza. Fucking Italy. Come Pizza, on. spaghetti. Wine. Pasta and the wine. Oh, God. It's wine endless. fountains. Yeah. All the hand gestures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Siestas in the middle of the day. Yeah. Go f- take a nap. Spain. Mm. Spain. Food. Wine. Beach. Yes. UK. Rain. Rain. <laughs> Castles. Rain. Really old rocks. More rain. <laughs> um, fish uh, and chips. Fish and chips. Rain. Fish and chip Fridays. Um. So... The beer is not warm here in the UK. People say that that's how it's supposed to be. Like, I remember years ago, they're like, oh, they serve warm beer. Here? Yeah. No, they don't. What happens is, like, they do, like, the cask ales. Those aren't refrigerated. They would taste better if they were refrigerated. Yeah. (laughs) But they're not. Um, No, they don't boil their hamburgers. I don't know who told you that. No, they broil. (laughs) Broil. They broil their hamburgers in some places, not everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't boil them. That's what we were told. They're boiled. They boil their hamburgers. So I was picturing no. a hamburger patty floating around in I the know, water. Right? <laughs> they do put their hot dogs in a can, though. It's weird. That's weird. Yeah, in the jars, and you see just the hot dogs in the floating jar. Floating in the brine. I guess it's no different than having them in the package because yeah. it's essentially the same thing. I guess, yeah, it is. Just yeah. so weird to see. It's weird, yeah. <laughs> They're like pickled? Is that, are they pickled? I don't know. Yeah. So there's lots of places that. overseas that has so much to offer please don't be afraid of moving to a country where you don't speak the language embrace it enjoy it it's gonna be awesome i love being overseas it's just once in a lifetime experience oh yes i know you people can have opportunities to travel over here Mm -hmm. and everything but you only get like two weeks to do that and yeah you know we get to live here for three to four years yeah sometimes longer Yes. So you just have to enjoy it. It's you'll never do it again. No. It's yeah. not really that affordable to do it on your own. No. So. Uh, it really frust- frustrates me when I hear some of these spouses complaining about living overseas and how mm-hmm. they hate it and how they miss Walmart and Target. Fuck your Target. Fuck your Target and Walmart. They ship. Okay, ship get over your it. Target. Yeah. Ship on your Target. Yeah. Click of a button. There it is. Yeah. Amazon. Sorry that not everything is able to be uh, shipped over here. Where Crimea River, you're fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll Don't start. buy that thing. Then. But then what happens when they go back to the States and they find their target? They'll be like, oh, I miss living overseas. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because... I miss those awesome grocery stores that had sold really good food. Oh, which, by the way, did you see the local grocery store here now? You can just scan, scan and go. Scan and go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to have to do that one day. Especially like during the holidays, yes, where it's super busy and you're standing in line. But it's like then I don't have the interaction with the cashier. I do which, like talking to the people. Me too. So yeah, I haven't. Super nice. I haven't jumped on it yet, just because I like talking to people while yeah. they scan my items. Yeah, I it's like we already get it delivered to our house every right. now and then, which is really convenient. The online orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just. You're going into a different culture, a whole different way of living, mm-hmm. and it's so interesting to see it. Some of it's frustrating, and some of it is like, why haven't we applied this to the United States? Like, it runs so much better, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
but it is what it is, people. Mm-hmm. Just embrace it. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll survive. You're only here for a limited time. Eat the food. Eat the food, Tina. Come on, Tina. Fat lard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's our tips and tricks for overseas. Anyways, here we are. We're here. <laughs> Good topic, Jen. Mm-hmm. Tell them where to reach us. How? You can email us. Dependespelaning at gmail.com. Yes. Or Facebook? Yes. Twitter? Yes. Instagram? Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where you find us. Follow us on all those platforms. Rate and subscribe on any podcast listening Please. device thing you use. Please. We would greatly appreciate it. Yes. Thank you guys so much for your interactions, the post that we've put up, and you guys have interacted with us. Yes. Right now, it's yes, Clamato or no, no Clamato. It's a no. No's <laughs> have it more. Unless we count. Okay. If we count. You're going to lose a certain demographic, Jen. If we count. Mexicans. From the Facebook poll and the Instagram poll, it's 50-50 split right now. Oh. Okay. Okay. So you can be happy. Where's my Mexicans at? My friend Jen Reyes, who is Mexican, love yeah. you, girl. She did vote yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, Jen. Um, as you are listening to this, we just went to an NFL game, and it was fucking amazing. Go Bears. Go Raiders. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I'm from California, and I have to root for the home you team. Have I have to. So go Raiders, because that's, that's who played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Just remember, folks, wherever you go, there, there you are. are. Goodbye. See ya. Bye-bye now.